In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be discussing the draw against Torino. We'll be previewing the upcoming match against Sampdoria. Uh, we'll also be naming the player of the month for uh, March. This week's Moji, Moratti and Frog. And much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter. Only on Studio Inter. Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marchegiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo il principe, entra in aria, è solo, il tiro, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol! Con Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo! È lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti! La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter! L'Inter vince! E Dillo, campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Bentornati, benvenuti to another edition of Studio Inter. My name is Nima Tavallo Iruzzari and uh, I was not ill last week. Uh, for once, there was nothing wrong with my internet, there was nothing wrong with my computer, nothing, everything was good. But my dear two colleagues were sickest dogs. In fact, Mohammed said that his entire family had four degrees fever, but he's back uh, and feeling fit for fight. So welcome back, Mohammed Nasser. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for, uh, for asking, man. Yeah, much better. First, when you cancelled last week, I thought you were in Guantanamo and your phone was hacked and you were, like, <laughs> you were just trying, some nice guy was pretending that, that you know, yeah, Mohammed, I'm ill, cough, cough. <laughs> and that would be the end of that. But, um, Actually, oh. no, no. <laughs> and we're also joined by the, uh, not, oh, not just the president of Canadian April Summers Club, but apparently the founder of the Indonesian fan club for <laughs> April Summers as well. Uh, welcome, Mr. Max Luca. You care to share some le- le- uh, light on this? <laughs> well, I had, a, I had a working lunch with SemperInter.com's Adam Ahmed, um, and over shish kebabs, uh, we decided <laughs> to go international. <laughs> so the April Summers fan club is now international, so... Keep you posted. I Thanks, just, Nima. I just love how you uh, added the shish kebab in there. That's brilliant. Yeah, great. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Shish kebab, April summers, Indonesia, Canada, everywhere. I love it. <laughs> international, international. Right. Uh, one thing that was not so fun was uh, Inter's performance against Torino uh, away uh, 2-2 in a match where, by all counts, Perisic should have scored at least three goals. Where, Inter, where, where he cost Inter a goal, and I don't want to blame him too much because I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Inter were sloppy, their passing was poor, and the Champions League spot, was, is in my opinion, was lost then and there. Uh, Mohamed, you've been the posi- you know, you, you've, you've been saying the past couple of episodes that what a time to be alive. Is it really a good time to be alive still? Look, so uh, I, I'll remind you of your own words, Nima. Right before we went on the run, uh, those three last games, you said that if uh, Pioli... I can't remember who, we'd, who we just lost to, uh, Roma, maybe? It was right after the Roma game. And it said that we got these three games, and if we come up with uh, seven to nine points, I'm going to believe, I'm going to still be, be a believer of Pioli. Okay, 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 okay. Fair enough. We got seven out of the nine. And uh, the toughest game, Torino away, uh, was... A very winnable game for us. It's just uh, individual mistakes again that cost us. 
So yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm still all positive. Maybe we won't make third place, and maybe we will. That's not the point. The point is like there's still progression and movement in the right direction for the squad, and that's amen to that. But I mean, if, are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the fact that um, Perisic? I mean, let, let's get into that because I, I was so angry at him. Uh, for his, that performance, and I think, but you know, he he apologized himself, which you got to give credit where credit is due, because that was a classy thing. Yeah. To do. But I mean, seriously, six f- shots on towards goal, not a single one on target, not a single one on target. I mean, h- how poor is not that? Mm. I knew something was wrong. Sorry, I knew something was wrong in the first minute when Miranda played this beautiful long ball to Perisic, and all he had to do was chest it down, and he was off to the races, and uh, he just missed it, and the ball rolled out of bounds, and it just went, yeah. it just got worse from there. It was, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I was expecting that we that we were gonna that it was gonna be a goal, high goal scoring match because it's two very attacking teams, um, but we were, I was expecting. Uh, Gal, I was expecting Icardi and Belotti to be far more involved, and they were both very, very quiet. Instead, it was the other players. It was Candreva, it was uh, Kondogbia, who scored his second goal in the Serie A, and yeah. incidentally, the first one came against Torino last year as well. So, um, yeah, no, but, I mean, it's been a couple... Of, I mean, now I've calmed down. If we'd recorded this, like, immediately the few two days afterwards, I would have been <laughs> ranting like... I would Mussolini on a, on the balcony, okay? I, I would have left that. <laughs> you know, I was I was pissed off because I felt that this was a game that Inter could win. I felt that if we we just lacked the concentration and sharpness, and I think Candreva said it right that this is exactly like a loss for us because Napoli yeah. have been looking really sharp since then, and 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 I don't know. I, I feel that we've lost it. I feel that the Champions League dream is gone. Um, oh, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously there's like what nine games left. Uh, and we, but we, we do have Fiorentina away, we've got the Derby, we've got Napoli, we don't exactly have the easiest games left. Um, so All right. we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens. But um, ne- I don't know. Nima, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, I want to interject here. Eight points back of Napoli with nine games to go seems pretty daunting until you look at Napoli's schedule. Okay. Um, Juventus next for, for Napoli and then Lazio in uh, Rome. Okay. They're going to drop points. They're definitely going to drop points. Do you think five points back or six points uh, back with seven games to go with a head-to-head in there is impossible? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. If you look at it, the next two weeks are going to be big. Well, then yeah. again, I mean, but then again, it has to take six points. I mean, if they take, if they, t- I mean, we're eight points behind them. If we win six, yeah, four points, yeah, yeah, that can be done. Yeah, that's doable. That's doable. That's really doable. So, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, but I, I still think that Juventus will lose to them just to fuck with us. <laughs> their, 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 hatred, their, hatred, their hatred of us is bigger than their hatred of Napoli. And besides, they've already won the league, so they can actually afford to lose to Napoli away as well. So I think they're just going to fuck with us and let Napoli win. You heard it here, heard it here first. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll but, tell you what, though. The, the, the Champions League dream wasn't lost in this game. Uh, the Champions League dream was lost in the first 12 games of the season. Absolutely. I mean, we have to, we have to, we have to give credit where credit's due. That's a very good point. That's Excellent point, point, Mohammed. Yeah, that's, that's, a very, that's a very good point. The, the fact that we 
we're in a position where we, we can actually still conceivably dream about the Champions League is all on Pioli. The guy, is, the guy did, did wonders. He, he salvaged the season for us that was beyond unsalvageable. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I still believe. That's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. But having said that, I mean, at the end of the day, it was, it was a brilliant month of March for Inter. Let's not uh, yeah. get, get, you know, get away from that. And, and, and we scored goals just for fun. We destroyed Atalanta, as we said last, uh, in the last episode. Um, so, you know, and, and, and we, we did come back after a rather horrific way, uh, defeat against Roma by smothering two teams completely. And we score goals. You know, the only thing we need to sort yeah. out is the defense. We, we can score goals. When, when, they're, when those guys are having, having a good day up front, we, can, we, we score goals. It's just like that, isn't it? Absolutely. Right. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the, the, the month of March is over. And uh, as per usual, or we don't have, we, there's a few days left, but we're not playing any more games this month. So I thought we, we, we the, already, with a couple of days left, decide, uh, all, all of us name our Interplayer of the Month for March. And I want to ask uh, Mo, you want to go first? Who was your Interplayer of the Month of March? Yeah, it had to be uh, Maurito. Maurito? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back up the the charts, uh, broke his uh, non-scoring short spell, uh, hat-trick, uh, assists, uh, just uh, the, whole, uh, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. What about, uh, what about, what do you think, Max? Do you agree with that? I Is he your player as well? He's not my player, although I don't disagree with that because Morito had a, a great bounce-back month. But I'm going to go with Ever Benega. He, mm. uh, he reminded yeah. everybody uh, just, the, just the skill and that he possesses. Like five goals, set pieces, free kicks, uh, assists. Like He's like, hey, guys, remember me? I'm Ever Ever Benega. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to be lost on the bench because uh, Jean-Mario was in favor, but uh, Benega came back strong. And, yeah, I mean, Cagliari, Atalanta, those are two those two brilliant performances. Those are the goodest performances you're going to see uh, from an interplayer this year. And, yeah, Maurizio was great, but uh, I just think Benega coming off the bench and having something to prove, I really, I really think he proved his naysayers and his critics, me included, wrong. So, yeah, i got to give credit where credit's due. I agree 100% with what you're saying because he's actually my uh, my player as well. Um, he, for me, for me, it, I mean, his 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 goals, his, I mean, it was everything. I mean, his goals, like you said, five goals, his uh, free, it was two free kicks, his assists, his is he was just fantastic, and and he was everywhere, and he showed that he really has, you know, once he gets going. He's unstoppable. He's a world-class player, and I think it was it was only you know I I was a big critic as well, but I mean that that's only because he was one of, he's he is one of my favorite players to come out of Argentina for the past ten years, and I've been dreaming of him coming to Inter for such a long time that I was so disappointed to see him not hit the ground running and to finally see him do what he's capable of doing. I just hope that he gets to stay another season because I really want to see him stay. I, I mean if if, if the if it's if it's down to selling Brozovic to to for the financial fair play or Banega, buy Brozo, 
you know, you go, it's, it's like be epic somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a be, be an epic sale or something. Because uh, for me, Banega is not, I don't, you, you don't sell Banega. I, w- I want to hang on to this guy. I think he's, he's magical um, when he's at its best. And I think that, the, the fee, you know, given the amount of games that we will have next season and, you know, him and João Mario and, and all the new players that are coming, it's, it feels good to have a player like that in the team. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just, I, Mo, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Max. No, I just misspoke. It was it was four goals, but uh, um, I agree with you because there was all this talk about selling him to a Chinese Super League team, and then he comes off the bench and just reminded us uh, what he's all about. So yeah, he gets my nut. Did you know that he's uh, only twenty eight years old? Yeah, he's not that old either, and and, and that's. I, 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 when, when there was talk of him going to China, I figured he must be at least 31, 32. He's coming here for a season or two tops. But I looked it up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was, he's only 28 years old. The guy's got at least another four years in position of uh, top-class performances. So, yeah, no, no, I'm uh, all with you guys about keeping him. And also, he was, uh, uh, after every game at Semperinto.com, we rate interest players from the classic 1 to 10 scale. Uh, Banega was uh, our uh, highest average rated player of March with 7.67 average rating. Mm. So he, he, he also got the first 10 we've ever given as well. Because so, it was obviously after the match against Atalanta where he three goals and three assists where he was simply, simply stunning. Right, uh, let's move on to uh, the upcoming game next Monday against uh, Sampdoria at the at the San Siro, if I'm not mistaken. And yes. uh, this is a game where I think we've been, we've, you know, Inter have been tied to every single player in Sampdoria, it feels like. who uh, Sheik, uh, Muriel, uh, just to name a few. And uh, Auxilio has hardly done his best to, to silence those um, rumors either. In fact, he's been saying that they're good players and he's refused to answer the questions. So there's definitely something going on there. Um, but so so the, the you know the, there's something to watch out there. Sheik seems to score every time he comes off the bench. Having said that, um, this is this is a game that um, Inter uh, Inter this is a game that Inter need to win if we are to uh, you know if we are to even challenge uh, for the top five, let alone Champions League position. Uh, going into this game, Sampdoria, well, Mo, I mean, you said you believe. I mean, now it's Sampdoria, you know, and, I, and you're right. I said before the international break, seven seven points, we still got to believe. But if we've got Sampdoria, then we've got Crotone, and then we got the Derby, Fiorentina, and Napoli. Isn't it six points is an absolute must, these up, upcoming two games before or be, before the big games? Uh, for us to even have a plausible chance of qualifying for the Champions League? I think uh, 10 from 12 in the four games is, is a bigger picture to look for. Yeah, I mean, I think Sampdoria and Crotone are, are definitely an absolute uh, necessity to get the six points from there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't want to look too far ahead, but yeah, Sampdoria is... If we want to continue dreaming about uh, the Champions League, then there is no doubt that we need to make make points, make ground up on uh, Napoli in the, in the next week. Because I mean, you know, let's see the game against Juve. 
the cynics might think that uh, Juve might uh, might not uh, might not give it their all, but you know, let's see. Uh, I think uh, I think Napoli will definitely draw points. Yeah, that will be interesting. But if we speak more about this uh, particular game um, uh, uh, against Sampdoria, Luis Muriel is a player that's been linked to Inter for quite a long time, and he's he's quite he's quite a play, he's a player who's also sco- scored against us and causes us all kinds of problems. Just how much how big of a threat do you see him to be, uh, Max? Given going into the game at the San Siro. Well, you have to figure these players read the papers and uh, they know they're getting linked with these big clubs. So uh, when these players play to these uh, big clubs, they're getting linked with. You have to say that you have to think that it's a big audition for him. And you're right; he usually scores against us, just like Hernan Dennis used to do every time we played on the lawn. Hernan Dennis would kill us. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't buy him just to keep him on the bench so he wouldn't score against us. Um, it all depends on uh, is Medell out? Is it confirmed he's going to miss a Sam- Sampdoria game? I thought I thought it, he he was called up for the oh for Chile uh, yeah okay. yeah all right no, think, that makes sense yeah. um, but going back to what you said about uh, a must win Sam is a sneaky good team like you wouldn't you wouldn't know it but uh, in the last uh, two months they once they were unbeaten in seven before losing uh, an, a narrow one nothing uh, defeat to Juventus like this is not three points in the bag guaranteed I know it's at home. But uh, Sampdoria is pretty good. And yeah. like you said, Naomi, you got Muriel, you got Schick, and you know they're going to want to play their best against us. So, yeah, this is going to be a, another hard-fought game. That's true. That's true. But um, we got a couple of former Inter players. I mean, Eder used to play for Sampdoria. You got uh, Alvarez. You got Silvestre. You got Dodo or Dodo or <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dodo. I like Dodo. <laughs> yeah, he, too bad he played like a dead bird as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, we've got a couple of players there see, who've been doing pretty well. Viviani as well, their goalkeeper used to be owned by us. It's quite a lot of players that used to know each other. Yeah. And, and also Icardi, not to forget. We've got Maurito as well, who there's no love lost there, yeah. that's for damn sure. So going into that, um, I mean... You, you mentioned earlier that, okay, Maurito's back, but is he, though? I, I mean, against Torino, I don't blame him. I thought he was completely isolated because he, you know, he didn't get any balls to work with, and I thought he created so many other chances instead for Perisic, who blasted them uh, sky high. But, um, but, but, I mean, I, he's had a couple of weeks now to rest. I want to see an Icardi who goes flying out of the out of the blocks against Sampdoria. I want him to I want him to just score two, three goals and show that he's back and means business because if we, if he is to seriously compete for the Capo Canoniere, these are the games he needs to score in these two these upcoming two ones. These are the ones where goals are to be found. Crotone and yeah. Sampdoria. So um I don't know. I I I hope we, we see that Inter again and I hope we see an Inter who 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 doesn't it doesn't go too easily for them you know what I mean I want them to win comfortably but I don't want them to win too easily like against Atalanta because then I I fear that we'll see another BS performance against Crotone the following week so I I want them to be concentrated and focused uh, going into this game Do you guys get what I mean Yeah absolutely you want it to be a real test not not a not a pushover game or yeah, yeah, I don't want it to be that because I think that after, you know, I think a little bit of what happened against Torino was a little bit of arrogance 
Um, yeah. In, in the sense that yeah. they felt that they were they were the best. You know, after you score 12 goals in two games, you feel that you know you know what I mean. Like not not that you know that it was Pioli's fault, but it's it's bound to happen when you score for fun that way. Yeah. Then, then then that kind of arrogance might creep in. So I want them, you know, two three nil, perfect. But I don't want it to be like a wa- I don't want them to walk all over. Uh, you know, especially going into yeah. these big games against Napoli, Fiorentina, Milan, etc. I don't think that's yeah. going to be a problem. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, yeah, Quagliarella too. He loves scoring against Inter as well, and uh, he's he been hot. He's, he's done, yeah, he's done. got a couple goals in his last couple games for Samp too. But yeah, that was a good point, Nima. The seven-one victory kind of created a false sense of superiority, and uh, we just thought we could win by showing up in Torino. So uh, hopefully that brings them down to earth, and we get a real, real business-like performance. Agreed. So um, time for some um, predictions, then, uh, Mo. Uh, have you got any? You want to go first? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to stop uh, predicting clean sheets anymore because it's been what six weeks now or something. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the week we, get, we finally get the clean sheet and it just uh, never happens. So I guess maybe a, a, a 3-1 or a 2-1 uh, for, for, uh, for Inter. I think Icardi is going to get on the score sheet. I think Perisic is going to be really fired up to make amends for the Torino game. So he'll definitely get on the score sheet as well. And then we'll, uh, we'll let in a goal. Not Muriel, probably Quagliarella. Sneaky, sneaky goal. Or maybe even Schick. And then we go like, aha, now we really have to buy him. Interesting, interesting. Well, what do you say here, Max? I say uh, 2-1 victory for the good guys. Cardi with a brace, and then Quagliarella, obviously, with the, with the consolation goal for Sampdoria. Nice. I can live with that. No, I, I think 3-1. I think Muriel will score the first goal. Icardi will score one all, And then uh, Perisic will score the second one. And then Eder will come off the bench, our own super sub, and score against the former team. Ooh. I like that scenario. Oh, well. yeah, plausible. Nice. plausible. Yeah, so 3-1, 3-1, I say. One from Perisic, Eder, and Icardi. And right. Muriel will give us lead. Yeah. Right. Um, before, uh, this, this is the part of the show where we uh, pay tribute as well as rip the piss out of, as well as make fun of something out of in the world of football, starting with everyone's favorite, the Frog of the Week, with Mr. Max DeLuca. All right, we're going to go to the Chinese Super League for this one. Um, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't talked in a while, so I'm going to use this anyways. Um, before we get to the actual frog of the week, we're going to give some background information. All right, we're going to fast forward to the 80th minute of the Chinese Super League clash between uh, Shanghai Shenhua and Tianjin Quanjin. All right. You with me so far? I'm with uh, you. I'm, right. I'm trying to get the spelling right so you can pull up YouTube. Huh? <laughs> all right, so 10-man uh, Shanghai is up one nothing at this point, all right? So Axel Witzel, yes, that Axel Witzel who snubbed Juve to, to move ah. to China, yeah, um, was obviously still smarting from a stomp. He, he got stomped on by, uh, by a defender in the first half which resulted in the red card so um so he was he was pissed off he was upset obviously um he lunged violently at a shanghai midfielder with his elbow and and caught him right in the face like this is a red card in any other league except the chinese super league i uh all the players were remonstrating going crazy but uh he only got a yellow card the person he elbowed 
uh, Studio Inter's favorite whipping boy, Freddy Warin. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, so Freddy Warin. So this is important because Witzel stayed on the pitch and scored the tying goal. So now it's 1-1. Um, and then they get a penalty in the 85th minute. It was a dubious, dubious handball call. So up steps Alexandro Pato. <laughs> so Alexandro Pato steps up and skies the penalty over the bar, leaving his coach, his manager, sorry, Fabio Cannavaro, in utter disbelief. <laughs> so today's frog of the week is Alexandro Pato. I, uh, there's so much about that story that I love. It's like, it's just, and these characters, all of these guys are in China now as well. Exactly. That's, and I forgot, I, try, I tried to incorporate Carlos Tevez into the story, but I couldn't because he didn't really do anything of note, but he, he was in there too. The only, the only way to make that story a bit more weird is to pronounce China the way Alec Baldwin does when impersonating Donald Trump. China. <laughs> you know, like, nice. <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way that story that story make, could, could could get any more fun. Um, right. Um, uh, then uh, it's time for uh, this week's uh, Moratti, which uh, I'll be uh, presenting myself. Oh my God! He is beautiful. He is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, this week's Moratti is kind of, usually don't do ties, but uh, I, I feel that, first of all, you've got to give, um, give a shout-out to, uh, to uh, Mr. Gary Medell, who proposed to his wife, and, uh, got, uh, and she said yes, and they're going to get married. That's always very nice. Uh, that's, that's a lovely, that's, that's a beautiful thing. So be, that's, it's partly to him, but above all, we've kind of already mentioned it, it's Ivan Perisic. I think to... Have a performance like he had and, and, and be awful and know that you're awful. And then immediately after the game, go towards the fans and apologize. That just oozes class in my eyes. And I know there's been a lot of talk of him going to United. We all know that he said in the past that he wants to play in the Premier League at some point. Um, and, 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 I, and if Inter don't get to the Champions League, he's 28 years old. He's not getting any younger. So it wouldn't surprise me if he left. And I, w I wouldn't hold it against him. Uh, because I think that he's been one of the few players in these past five, six years that have raised Inter, uh, you know, started at Inter. You know, when he came in, he struggled, but he never gave up. He fight, he fought, he fought, uh, and then got into it, started scoring goals, became an important player, and even, you know, ha has had off games. And during those off games, he always helps out in defense. He never moans, he never whines, he just always gives 110%, and is a truly, truly class act, both on and off the pitch. And that was just a brilliant illustration of that, uh, what he did against Torino when he, when he apologized to the fans for, for his poor performance. So this week's Moratti is, is for me, Mr. Uh, Ivan Perisic. Right, uh, let's move on to the slightly more negative side of things. Uh, this week's uh, Moji with Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Yeah, so uh, my moji for the week has got to be uh, AS Roma. Uh, this club, uh, the perpetual uh, Syria underachievers in Europe, 
it's been years now, ever since uh, Calciopoli, that uh, these guys have uh, consistently been present in uh, the Champions League, and they've been fighting for that third spot, second spot, third spot for years and years now. And they do absolutely nothing with it. And, and, and case in point, again, this season, they, they make it to third last year. Uh, they get to the Champions League qualifiers. Uh, first game against uh, Porto, I believe it was, away. They draw 1-1 and then they lose the Olympico 3-0. Get kicked out of the Champions League, go into the Europa League. And the same thing happens uh, against Lyon as well. They go play in Lyon, they're leading 2-1. And in the last 15 minutes of the game, they lose 4-2 and they still can't make a 2-0 at home uh, against them. And it's just, it really bothers me that every year we have to lose our third spot to, uh, I mean, to, to Roma in particular, I mean, because Napoli, when Napoli put up a fight in Europe when they go, but uh, to Roma particularly, they, they just, they're always there, they always make sure that uh, they occupy one of these three spots and do absolutely nothing with it. Why, why do you fight for third place? Why do you want to qualify to Europe if you do absolutely fuck all with it? And it's just really frustrating. They're like the arsenal of the Serie A. Absolutely no time. <laughs> <laughs> no time. I've got no time or sympathy for these clowns anymore. Normally when a Serie A team plays in Europe, even if it's Juve, as long as it's not them you know, in the final of the Champions League, I'd like to see the Serie A well represented in Europe. But Roma, I've got absolutely no sympathy for, or no, no empathy for anymore. They could just fuck off. I I just remember when, <laughs> back in the day back when they lost seven uh, one to Manchester United yeah, Old Trafford yeah. and they were the second high best team in the Serie A and Totti said that uh, before the game because uh, they said oh in England nobody thinks you nobody really knows you or nobody yeah. thinks you can play football and he said they'll know who I am after the game <laughs> and then they got their <laughs> <laughs> 7-1, he did, a, he did a Petania there, or Petania did a Totti there. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, no, but you're absolutely right. I think it's very, very true. Uh, they are really are an underachiever, and it's quite weird because if you look at their midfield, they've had, I mean, if you look at the players they've had a couple of five, six, past five, six years, they should have been, they really should have been challenging for the Scudetto against Juventus, especially this season. Yeah. I mean, there's no understandable reason for that not to happen. Uh, and oh, even last season and the season before that, but it's, it's, it seems that they just can't seem to be able to get a coach who can get it together. I mean, Rudy yeah. Garcia was a good, he, he did well with, with, with that team, but he couldn't defend. And Spalletti, he can perpetually not defend. So, I don't know, I think you're absolutely right. And for them to lose against Lyon, I mean, Lyon are a good team, but Roma should be running circles around them. Roma, Roma should be able to get 2-0. I mean, if you watch, if you watch the game, that second half, they... they, they they squandered so many. Lyon were not playing football. You know, it wasn't. It was like a, a Serie A team against a Serie, a, a Serie B team. It, it was. They weren't playing, and you still you don't have the will or the, the 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 spirit or the whatever the desire to to make it through. It's these. I mean, it's these games that uh, define winners from 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 losers. And I know it's a bit tongue in cheek coming from an Inter fan. You know, after the fantastic season uh, in uh, the Europa League that Inter have put up this year, but, uh, but at least we're not fighting for the Champions League every season, getting that spot and doing jack shit with it. That's what's really annoying. And the coefficient points do matter. And when you end up with just one team in the quarterfinals from, from all of your, uh, from in the Serie A, from all, in all of the European competitions, it, just, it doesn't reflect well on the tournament. 
I agree. But one thing we, we should talk about <clears throat> is that uh, from starting 2017-2018 uh, uh, season, meaning next season, uh, the, the, the top four teams in the Serie A will go to the Champions League like it was before. So uh, thankfully, uh, that won't, uh, the coefficient doesn't, won't, you know, won't, it wouldn't have mattered anyway this season. In that yeah. <clears throat> so, but I agree with you. It's, if you look at these past few seasons, it's like Italy, Italy have just, due to first not giving a shit about uh, the Europa League, they gave their position to, to the Bundesliga. And then ever since then, they, they haven't, they failed to consistently perform in the Champions League and the Europa League to the point where we could have actually overtaken the Premier League when the Premier League teams were doing really, really shit. So you're absolutely right. It was, it was a lost opportunity. And Italy has kind of given Spain, England and uh, Germany kind of a head start when it comes to uh, club football for four or five years. Unnecessarily yeah. so. So uh, I agree with you on that. I think Roma has, um, has, has unnecessarily given, them, given, given teams a head start. Yeah. However, we've got to give credit where credit is due. They, they, they've got their green light uh, to build their own stadium, 50,000, 60,000-seater, and once they've filled that for a couple of seasons, they will have quadrupled their turnover, and then they will overtake us, unless we do the same thing. So, Dude, they are the Arsenal of the Serie A. Arsenal <laughs> did this, they, they said the same thing about the Emirates Stadium, just wait till we move to the Emirates, just wait, once we leave and we move to the Emirates, it's going to be different. What happens? They go to the Emirates and they get knocked out of Europe 10-2. Really, I, I, it, I, I really don't understand how uh, Arsene Wenger is still in a job and Claudio Ranieri got fired out of his. This makes absolutely no sense to me. You I, should I, go I, on Arsenal fan TV, Mohammed. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I, just, I, know, uh, I just remember, how do all those Arsenal fans feel who were ripping Mourinho for being a disrespectful douche when Mourinho said that Wenger, yeah, he's a specialist in failure and that Wenger has the best job in the world because he has no pressure on him to win. <laughs> Which I think was an even worse thing to say than to yeah. say that he's a specialist in failure. I mean, they were, they were criticizing him for that, but what are they going to say? I mean, he was absolutely right, wasn't he? Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of failures, I'm just looking at this Argentina starting XI before their uh, World Cup qualifier, and up front they have Correa and Prato. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's also kind of a mojo that we we got to discuss that because by, yeah. the, by the times we've been away, that there's been. I mean, what the fuck are they? I mean, let, let's. I mean, when he when Bausa just says Edgar Bausa says that he's my third choice attacker, and then what's his name? Prato was was injured and didn't call him, and then Messi's now suspended for four matches, and he still doesn't call Ricardi. You know, what pisses me off about this whole situation is this kind of, this, this, this charade that Bowser has started. Why not just be honest and say, look, it doesn't work because, uh, you know, I have this squad, I've, I've decided, you know, the group of players I have, it's going to disrupt the balance and, you know, of the team uh, and the, off the pitch if Icardi comes in, given all the history between him and Maxi, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to create that. I don't want that problem in here. I would have respected that. I would have 100% yeah. respected that. But when he goes to Apiano Gentile, meets with Icardi, meets with him and there, you know, and, then, and all this nonsense about he's my third choice striker after Prato and Higuain, come on, it's clearly, it's clearly got nothing to do with that. A big it's, song and dance, you're right. It's, exactly, it's just a big song, and that's what pisses me off, not the fact that Icardi's not in. 
you know, I, I, as I said, I mean, every coach is, is you know, he decides who he, how he wants to build his team, often on the pitch, tactically, blah, blah, blah. All of that, I, I can buy all of that. I have, yeah. I have no problem with that. But just be honest with it. Don't, don't, this, this whole charade about coming to Apiano Gentile, spending time with Zanetti, and then, and then going there and saying that he, Icardi is definitely in my plans, and then everyone and their mother gets injured, and then <laughs> Icardi is not included in the squad. I mean, it's, it just becomes so blatant. Why not just be honest and say, look, based on everything that's happened, I think it would disrupt, it would move focus from what we're here to do. Then, then that's fine. You know, that's perfectly fine. Then everyone would know what, what, what the problem is and what the situation is and, and finished. But this, this whole song and dance, like you said, Max, it's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And it's, the wrong, it's the wrong way to go about it. And it's going to serve them right because they're playing Bolivia up at, uh, at the altitude there. This, this might get ugly for Argentina and it serves them right. I mean, there's no reason why Cardi shouldn't be playing today. But again, you know, as an Inter fan, we got to be thankful that this guy doesn't have to do the 39-hour trip uh, for the thing, come back jet-lagged, maybe get, pick up an injury, you know. So I feel bad for the guy, but as an Inter fan, I'm, I'm, good, I'm good. He's uh, chilling with the wife and the kids, uh, <laughs> enjoying his international break, you know. Yeah. And he really <laughs> is chilling with the wife and kids. I mean, yeah. Wanda and him, like, all they do is it's just, it's like a, it's just, Kids left, right, and center, and they really are. It's like kids everywhere. And, and God, how many kids have they got there? It's like six, <laughs> kind of like a well, side, side team. Exactly. But how long are the Argentine authorities, the people in power, going to hold this grudge against the Cardi? I yeah. think when it comes to this, machis, I mean, when it's a cultural thing. I've spoken to friends of mine who are from 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 that that part of the world, and they say that they, that that machismo bullshit. That that's. <laughs> You know that that honor honor bullshit that they got going there. That they can they can hold a grudge for. I mean, if you put it to you this way, Argentinians are mostly Sicilians, like three generations <laughs> back, and Sicilians can hold a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I'm thinking maybe Cardi's great grandchildren will get called up to the to <laughs> Argentino uh, squad. Uh, oh no, but it's it's pathetic. It is pathetic, though, isn't it? I mean. It, just be honest with it. I mean, just say, look, it's not going to work based on everything that's happened. You know, he, he can't get in because it would disrupt on and off the pitch. But, but at the same time, and this is something I, I, I lost it a little bit on Twitter. Ezekiel Schelotto <laughs> is, is now is in Bauza's plans to be called up to the Argentine national team. Now... If, again, if he had been honest and said that it's due to the off-field stuff, then I would have accepted it. But there is no way in hell you can try to pull this one by me that amongst Argentina's 22-23 players, Ezekiel Schelotto is a contender, but Mauro Icardi is not. I am sorry. I do not buy it. I will never buy it. And no one does. And you effectively make yourself look like a giant ass when you, when you do these things. So that, that's something that's been pissing me off for a couple of weeks as well, yeah. this, this Schelotto thing. I mean, Jesus, you, you remember him? He should be <laughs> sniffing the national team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No business even being uh, in the conversation. I mean, how low have, I mean, the wingers... They have good wingers. They do not need Skeletor to run there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started. But, but another, 
Uh, so I was just going to say, I'm not taking anything away from Scalotto. I mean, ever since the horror experience, horror show with Inter, he went to Sporting Lisbon and he's done great there. I mean, he's one of their best players and they all love him and everything's been great. So I don't want to like take anything away from it. It's Bausa was my problem here. Sorry, go, Max. Exactly. Um, I just want to let you guys know that Gagliardini has uh, just made his uh, Italy yeah. debut for the senior team. They're playing. Uh, we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday, and they're playing uh, Holland or the Netherlands in a friendly. And Gagliardini just uh, replaced the Rossi. So another accolade for the kid uh, who hopefully has many more to come. Yeah, no, great stuff for the guy, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah, and Adair scored today for for Italy. He always plays well for Italy. He's got a little bit of Podolski uh, action going on. He plays <laughs> great for his country, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. He he, and he he's 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 also a little bit like he seems like a little bit of a super sub for Italy as well. Leaning like he always does a good job when coming on for them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Salvatore Schillacci style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of skeletors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, but um, uh, other than that, the international break, uh, I would say, has been a good break for Inter in the sense that uh, none of our players have been injured. Let's just hope Gagliardini gets through this without, you know, knock on wood without getting injured. Uh, we've had mm. Perisic. I've got to give a shout out to him again. He's a captain of Croatia tonight. Yes. For the first time. That's, uh, that's yes. a huge honor for him. So, so our, our players have been doing well. And we're we're all set into the last um, going into this end of the season. Uh, the, the home stretch, the home the stretch, stretch run. That's right. The one that matters. Uh, mm. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We it's exciting games. It's exciting games ahead. Indeed. Exciting games ahead. Like first Sampdoria, Crotone, then it's the lunch derby, then it's the then it's the Fiorentina away, and then Napoli. That's where our season is decided. Yeah? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of g- good guests coming on and we'll have plenty of things to talk on, talk about and discuss. So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to thank you, Mohamed, for joining me again. Guys, always a pleasure. Great to catch up and Forza Inter. Always. And the same, same to you, Max. Uh, hopefully, you'll, uh, you, hopefully, we'll have you back next week despite, despite uh, you know, uh, uh, the medical condition that's, uh, that you said. You, it wasn't anything serious, you said. No, nothing serious. I just uh, could be out of it and saying uh, ridiculous things uh, due to the morphine <laughs> injection, but I figure it might be good for a laugh. Which is exactly why you have to be on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my, as always, my name is Nimatavale Ruzzari, wishing everyone a good week, and sempre e solo, forza Inter. <laughs>